Hey ladies, welcome to Yes and Amen, where we talk about growing in our faith with biblical truths, real life testimonies, and meditating on God's word. Now I'm your host, Priscilla's Pearl Dominguez. Let's get it. Yay! So I'm so excited to introduce my guest for today, my boo, my boo, <laughs> <laughs> my husband, Emmanuel Simon Dominguez. Look him up. Yeah, but not too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited to just share and talk um, together. Our anniversary, our six-year anniversary is actually this Sunday, which is um, kind of why I also thought we could have this conversation. Because, um, you know, six years for some people could feel like a lot. For some people it could feel like a little bit. But here we are. We're going to first start by just sharing a little bit of our story. No doubt, no doubt. So we met, <laughs> pop quiz now, we stuff. <laughs> we met 12 years ago. Oh my God. I just said 15 years ago, right before we started recording. No, we didn't. Yes. Am I <laughs> We did not be 15 years ago. I'm 30. We met when I was 15. <laughs> Yo, you just like to mess with me. Welcome to Navigating the Sea of Marriage. So, yes, we met, um, I was 15, you were 19. Yes, it's um, been a while, it's been a while. <laughs> Summer, summer, we were um, going to church camp, church youth camp. We were, yes. Um, you weren't a youth, so I'm not sure why you were going. 19 is not, is a whole adult. The word teen is in 19. Got it. You know All right. Saying? Well, so you're already. So weird that you went. But, anyways, <laughs> um, saw him and I was like, okay. Yes. Um, and I was like, hey, friend. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah, so we were friends. We actually like got really close very quickly, like became best friends. You were in my six, sweet sixteen court. <laughs> yes. Um, Two and, stepping. <laughs> yeah, and we, um, yeah, we just like became friends, and I was just hanging around all the time, mainly because I liked you, but I also wanted to be your friend um, and more. Right, right, right. And I also I always like told you that I was like, so what's good? I like you. What's up? What's yes. up? What's up? Yes. And you rejected me for a long time. I mean, listen, man, it's, it's God's timing, man. I'm a strong believer in God's timing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's what I like What you say. were saying, though, translation was wait till you're 18. <laughs> yeah, and also wait till I'm not so immature and stupid. <laughs> and then I turned 18, and I was like, hey, Emmanuel, I'm 18. I love you. And right. you were like, I? <laughs> <laughs> it, was more than, it was more than a sound. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then you just didn't. We just became kept being friends and you know right. we were dating people like yeah we were we weren't like i wasn't mad at you that right. like you weren't choosing me we were just we were doing our thing we're separate in that way yeah, yeah. we always had that respect for each other and that yeah. uh that wanting to hang out and that longing mm-hmm. for our the friendship because you like me so. you was just fine but it's fine i did i did mm-hmm. i think i, I think uh, looking back like it just not that it seemed too good to be true but it just I, it felt like I, like it was just timing. I felt mm-hmm. like if um if I went like you know, full on at around that around that time, like it was gonna be a disaster, <laughs> and and I didn't want it to yeah. be a disaster in that way with you because you deserve more than that. So. Oh, amen, boo. Right. <laughs> well, I think that actually then goes to the example the year later, right? I, t- I was nineteen, and we did try to date. So yeah. uh, I remember we were sitting in my apartment, 178th and Audubon, which is just a few blocks of our apartment now, which is crazy. 
Um, and we like kissed for the first time, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm kissing Emmanuel!" Yeah, and I was like, "Don't take the Lord's name in vain." <laughs> <laughs> and then we like started dating, and you were like, you know, just very into super sweet. I was like, "Wow." Yeah. Um, and then it just you know didn't work out. Do you remember what happened? Like why it wasn't working out? I, I remember. I just want to know if you remember. Oh my lord. <laughs> It's always a quiz with you. No. Um, I don't. I don't remember specifically what events took place. Um, but I feel like it was kind of like maybe I I was like drifting away a little bit in yeah. the relationship. Um, as well, we far weren't as like, even officially dating either. Yeah. Too. So it was like how they used to say talking. Right. I don't know so, if people say that anymore. Maybe I don't know. Maybe We've been married so long, we don't know what people say. Emoji. I don't know. But yeah. I feel like. Um, that's a that's a situation where it would require like intimacy for me and it would require me to be vulnerable and it would require me to be you know to keep it real like uh uh just there for and with one person and i felt like honestly at that age to keep it real like i was i just wasn't there yet and have yeah. that maturity yet and that understanding of what that really meant like the gravity of this yeah. so I, you know, I probably did some things, said some things, or didn't do some things, didn't say some things mm-hmm. that, you know, caused us to, you know, drift apart and, yeah. you know. So, something, I yeah, I think all those things. I think, too, um, I don't know if you remember this, but um, your dad started getting sick in that time. It was around that time, wow. So, okay. I think, too, like, you know, for the most part, like a, you know, just had a, you had a stability in like your family and health wise and all this stuff. And all of a sudden this came to be that your dad, um, yeah, just got sick. And I mean, maybe we could share that more about that another time, but life changes affect our relationships. Um, and the fact that we, again, we weren't in an actual relationship. So I think it was easier too to just like check out. Um, Obviously, I was just super invested because I was, like, obsessed with you. <laughs> Lord. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, like, I think um, when I look back at it, even when I looked at it months later, I, like, understood. You know, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, his dad's going through it. He's going through it. His family's going through it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I think that's always a good reminder, remembering to have grace for people. Because yeah. what they're experiencing, what how they're, re- how they're acting is not um, always just based on their heart or how they are, but actually maybe a circumstance they're going through. Of course. Because um, you're not like a bad person or a mean person, but some things were showing up that way because of the things that you were going through. Right, um, right. And I, and I have a history of not, you know, necessarily identifying or trying to identify these things, you know, that I'm really going through and how they're affecting me. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, you know, from the from the front, I was just like, okay, you know, let me just do what I got to do. We're good. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it moving. But it was affecting me, you know, yeah. and, 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 it, and it was like altering my behavior and my outlook on things. So yeah. that's true. Yeah. And also, I wasn't Christian then. Yeah. And I don't know how it worked. I mean, you've always believed in Jesus, but there was times that you, like, wouldn't be, really be a part of church or you was just, like, doing whatever you want. Right. Um, and I just wasn't full-blown believing in Jesus, too. So I think even the lack of foundation of Jesus just was, we was just heading in the wrong direction. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It, was it like, just wasn't going to work out. And, I mean, I don't want to put that on how we were taught biblically, you know, in and out of church. Like, I'm not going to only put it on that, but that was definitely part of it. Like, yeah. I think... um we just, like you said, didn't have that, that strong foundation, um, mm-hmm. growing up. And even now to this day, I'm still like understanding the gospel 
more and more, you know, and I right. know it's, you know, you as well uh, to a certain extent. And um, I think without that foundation, whether you know about God or not, you know, because it says, you know, in the Bible, even demons and evil spirits and the enemy and things like, like they know about God. They right. believe in God. Right. So it's like that's not enough. Mm-hmm. And, and, and with that foundation, you know, that's the difference. Like how you how you use that foundation, you know, and you yeah. use those tools, you know. Yeah. So. yeah. And I think that goes to then when we started dating second time. Right. So that was our first try that probably lasted a few months. Yes. Um, fall 2009. Right. I was 19. You were 23. And then in 2012, um, I during Hurricane Sandy. Oh yeah, man! Hurricane I hit Sandy. you up. Yeah. <laughs> I texted you, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, "Hey." Uh-huh. She had cabin fever <laughs> again. I was not Christian. I was like, disclaimer: you know, I was not Christian. I'm just saying. I was like, I yeah. I was like, just looking for a good time yeah. with with someone I knew, like not no rando. Um, thank goodness. And <laughs> yes, but also thank God for her salvation. So, but yeah. yeah. Um, then you pulled up in the middle of a hurricane. You walked two miles to get to me. Right, um, right, right. And you made me watch this terrible movie, um, horror movie that I do not, I don't watch horror movies. Yeah, I thought it would be funny. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> um, and, um, and then we like just started like contacting each other after that. We were holding hands in the street. Um, you were being very different than I was like used to. Cause also I think what was beneficial being your friend for all those years was that I saw how you treated women and I'm not saying you're a bad guy, but you wasn't very nice. <laughs> yeah. You weren't very nice. You weren't very ready for commitment. Um, it was kind of like easy for you. You just like, you know, like, like it flowed for you for the most part from what I saw. That's fair. Um, yeah. and you weren't really necessarily like, I know you had like a few women that you maybe call your girlfriend, but very few out of the many that, um, I saw you like interact with and hang out with. So right, I had a lot when of you, friends. Right. So when you started like saying like you wanted me to be your girlfriend, I was when we like just started seeing each other again, like being friends again. I was like, wait, what? Like he doesn't have girlfriends. Right. Um, and like you were like showing up a lot and giving me gifts and like coming to visit me and being consistent. And I was like, who is this guy? Um, <laughs> like for real. Um, and then you were also inviting me to church and I was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and thankfully, you know, sometimes it's not just one voice. Several friends of mine were inviting me to church while you were also inviting me. Yeah. Um, and so obviously, you know, eventually I like gave in. I, I mean, y'all, if y'all heard the first episode of this podcast, the, the intro episode, I talk about this testimony, so I don't have to repeat it. Go check that out. Um, but my testimony of coming back to Jesus, uh, but yeah, I, you know, I came back to Jesus um, so then our relationship changed a little bit. Yes. Uh, we were having sex before that, um, in our relationship. And then I felt, um, by the Holy Spirit, I was about to get baptized, water baptized. And I felt, right. uh, led to like, we need to stop this. Right. And felt then convicted. I told you, right. I told you and you were like, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am. And, and then I was grateful. Cause it's like, if you weren't Christian, I probably would have been really hard to tell you that. And like, yeah. you agree. Right. You know, right, right. I mean, maybe you could have, but. But I understood at the time, like the importance of it, and right, um, and he, that goes to show you even understanding, you know, and knowing about certain things and the way certain things work with God, you still, you know, do the opposite, and you still right. do what you know your flesh wants, and and that's again, that's the importance of of that foundation. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, foundation is more than just knowing. Yeah, so. exactly, it's doing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, then I think. Oh, we were already engaged by then. I think. Yeah, we were engaged. Um, so 
You want to talk about our, our engagement? Like how we got engaged? Well, I mean, it was always a plan of mine to when I first started. I wasn't like, let's start dating and, and maybe this will work out. But, you know, maybe I'll have a backup plan. So I was like, if we start dating, like, that's it. Like, I know that you're going to be, you know, the person. I'm and I had no idea that's what you were thinking. Right, right. Which is so <laughs> ironic because it before is. that you were thinking that way and I yes. wasn't. Yeah. But then like the kind of like the tables turned. So I feel like God allowed it so that we both felt. Mm-hmm. Like what we each other felt, you know, at yeah. different points in time, and um, yeah, I uh, we we met up and we had like a uh, a conversation, a, just like a conversation With, over about, coffee, yeah, just yeah. like about. And she looked so serious, yo. Like I was like, I usually <laughs> when I hang out with people, like I like to just joke around and you know just say you know whatever. But she just looked so serious, like not like not like it was. She was in like complete disbelief, but she just. You know, knowing me for so long and knowing, like, how I moved and what what I was about and things like that, she was just looking at me like, yo, like, this is wild. Like, this is really happening. And I just try to stay focused, you know, and just be like, yo, like, this is real. This is really happening. I really, you know, want to be with you. And I, 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 yeah, and, and, and I'm like, I've, I've been through enough and I've seen enough where, you know, I don't want to go back to like, you know, just like dating people and wasting time and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that was it. And um, I think I've acted that way that too, though, because like we didn't plan. We didn't say, okay, we're thinking about getting married. Let's meet at Starbucks and have a conversation. Like we met up to drink coffee and then that's what that conversation became. So I think that's why I was I didn't go in with that plan either. Like literally like in my mind and in my heart I was just like I just want to tell her that I'm serious about her. Right. Aw boo. That was literally God though because then it became because also I mean obviously I'm just the type of girl for that though like I don't no shade to like women who do want like the big surprise engagement all that stuff and the rings like that but I'm more so like I want I'm practical in that way of like I wanted it to be a conversation Um, you're more interested in in somebody's heart yeah and then we had the conversation and I was like oh my god okay can I tell everyone and they were like nah chill I want to like still propose to you and I was like no babe you don't have to and you were like no I still want to and so you had me like on my toes for like a month and a half right (laughs) because I thought you know I was gonna be yeah you gotta let it you gotta let it simmer and then our anniversary (laughs) our dating anniversary I thought it was gonna be that day you gassed me you made it seem like it was gonna be that day and then it wasn't you made me a whole video a whole thing (laughs) and then it was the next day you picked me up from school from class and then you took me to the block where we met which was the church that we met at and you pretended and I knew I knew you were going to do it already because you were being so sketchy what was it I said I said I was picking something you were like yeah from one of your friends I'm like so sketchy then we're like on the block and you're like oh look I dropped my wallet (laughs) and I was like wow And I like never, I never drop, I mean, you know, right. God forbid, but I never drop anything. Like I never drop yeah. my wallet, keys, That was nothing. hilarious. So, yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And then obviously we didn't, then, then we told everyone, um, and then we went through the process. Yeah. Of just preparing. I think in that season, like when we look back now, like premarital counseling would have been super helpful, but we were part of a church that didn't necessarily provide that in the moment. Um, yeah. and so I got like a book. Um, that we like worked on a little bit, <laughs> but that, you know, I definitely still would have been helpful for that foundation because yeah. then we didn't also, we didn't really, like, we didn't have any married Christian friends, like, right, to encourage us we just didn't way. know what the yeah. heck to do. Um, right. 
and it's marriage seems all beautiful and you know incredible right before you get married and then you like enter into the relationship you're like oh this is a different kind of marriage uh, relationship for sure it's still incredible and beautiful but it also involves a lot more things two sinners just came together right um, to right, create right. like havoc <laughs> with yeah. each other's lives yeah. so so yeah we got married september 20th what year <laughs> yo i'm done yo good night everybody 2014 wow yes lord i can at least remember that <laughs> um so we got married now we're about to be six years married six years in so yeah, yeah i mean maybe in another episode we'll talk a lot about about like our whole marriage story but well i mean we can talk about that now getting into the scripture that we're going to talk about yeah um which is ephesians um we're actually going to do Ephesians in another scripture, but Ephesians 5, 22 to 32. Right, right. And Ephesians 5, I think, like, I mean, it doesn't, the whole thing doesn't speak uh, particularly about, you know, husband and wife. But I think that everything even before that, like, is very important, you mm-hmm. know, just when it comes to, like, uh, love and the way you should move and things like yeah. that. So, Word. Yeah. Do you want to read it, boo? Uh, starting from uh, 20... 22. 22, okay. To 32. So it says... Uh, what, what version are you reading? Tell the saints. Uh, the New King James Version. All right, I got Christian Standard Bible. Yeah, that's all right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's about marriage, Christ, and the church. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. I like that. <laughs> For the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it starts off <laughs> women struggle. I mean, some women, not all women struggle yeah, I wonder, with that first. I wonder why it starts with like wives. I mean, right before that in 21, it says submitting to one another. So mm-hmm. obviously it's not just yeah. one, but right, why does right. it start like, you know, with yeah. the wife, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's a long conversation right there. But um, <laughs> I, I would say like even just based on this scripture, we could talk about like where do we feel we have fulfilled these? Because these are, I would say these are like commands, right? Like these are not suggestions. This is what... Paul via the Holy Spirit, or is it the Holy Spirit via Paul? Whatever. The Holy Spirit is speaking. Yeah. God is saying these are truths and these are commands. Um, and so, yeah, let's talk about where you feel you have like been able to fulfill these parts as a husband, um, as a member of the body of Christ, and maybe the areas that you have maybe like fallen short, have struggled with, maybe you have felt like you haven't had guidance on or have had difficulty doing 
But yeah, both. So I mentioned uh, before that, um, like the verses before, and there's a... Yes, right in the beginning, in verse 1, it talks about being imitators of God and walking in love and how walking in love is a is an offering in itself to God and, and is a sweet sacrifice. So I think um, for me, um, the just like my outlook as a whole, regardless of like what's going on between us, like I'm, I'm always like hopeful and I always feel like, you know, our love is strong enough to, to, you know, just get through anything, you know, even if in the moment it seems crazy or it seems difficult. And I think like having that outlook and believing that, that love can cover over a multitude of sins and that our love is strong enough, you know, to, to, you know, navigate these these crazy things that happen with us and these storms i think like that's that's important that's and that's something that i feel like i've done um well in our marriage on just having like that outlook i think also um being um the husband should be like christ and and uh, i feel like christ in my life has always represented forgiveness and and just being patient with people's quote unquote uh, shortcomings and things like that. Um, so I feel like I've, I've, I've been able to do that pretty effectively. I don't, I don't like to uh, let things burden me from the past or things that have happened between us. And, um, also, um, when it comes to like the home, um, just being able to, to, provide and and also like with the upkeep of like just like it being a, a place of of peace and things like that i feel like i've i've always been an advocate for that and that's always like a focus of mine um just as like a husband as an earthly husband um i think uh when it comes to you as my wife um Not, not no, you, the, you don't gotta share what yeah. I wait what I do. No, I'm no, no, no. It's, no, it's not about what you do. I'm saying in in res, with respects to you. Oh, okay. I'm from like, my from my perspective. Oh, no, no, I know okay. that's I know I'm that's like, you. Yeah, she you, ready to bounce. <laughs> she ready. <laughs> Retract your clothes. Um, but now nah, I was gonna say that. Um, I mean, I don't know if this is something you you could because I'm I, when I think of like how well I do something, like I think of it on like a scale, like, and I think of uh. The scale will be more towards from one through ten to ten, um, when it comes to like how I like talk to you and and just being, like I guess kind with my words and 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 like humorous and and I guess joyful and things like that. And the reason why I I'm kind of like even a little hesitant to even say that is because I do have moments where I'm not as gentle with my words or I'm not as kind. Not to say that I'm like wild disrespectful or i purposefully you know uh, uh say things to you to to put you down and make you feel like you know you're not enough or whatever to try to manipulate you or whatever the case may be but that stuff does come out that stuff does you know uh uh you know and 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 i'd say in moments of of uh when we're not uh, uh in a place of peace or whatever whatever the case may be so you know, I, I'm not perfect when it comes to that, but I feel like that's 
that's always my goal and that's always the first thing like on my mind when it comes to you because I know you're someone that likes to hear things and likes to see things you know where where you feel seen and you feel important and you feel beautiful and you feel taken care of and um I think just with my demeanor and how I how I act and how I talk to you um that is apparent uh for the most part so I think yeah and when it comes to um I guess shortcomings uh, in our marriage, I'd say, man, there's so many. Now, let me stop. Um, well, when it comes to, uh, G- I'm reading this book about Jesus uh, and um, an aspect, yeah, you know, trying, and uh, an aspect of Jesus or a trait of Jesus um, or a title of Jesus is as, is as our high priest. And as the high priest, you know, we're supposed to lead with, you know, how are we supposed to uh, act and behave biblically how like how are we supposed to what are we supposed to be learning or or focusing on biblically and things like that and um i feel like that's that's something that i i have like i have like um days or or moments or weeks where like that's like i just feel naturally led to do that and i was just like all right well this is what i feel like doing and this is what this is what's in my heart etc cetera, et cetera. but then i'll go periods of time where like I just feel, I don't feel that at all, you know, and that's something that I'm trying to, trying to grow in and be more consistent about. Um, uh, also, um, there've been numerous times where you mentioned being like pursued as a woman and as Jesus pursues the church, you know, um, a lot of times, um, and, and that's one reason why I love that, you know, that parallel in the Bible to Jesus and the church, because, you know, we don't pursue Jesus a lot of times, you know, and, and, and Jesus is the one, God is the one that has to, you know, put these things in our lives and, and take us in these directions where we look to him again, you know, but, um, I think, yeah, as, as a husband, like we should, we should be doing that too. Husbands, we should be pursuing our wives and that could look like, you know, just like, uh, something small where in the moment, you know, you remember something or say something that, you know, she likes or you do something she likes or something she appreciates or just, um, or just being there, being present. You know, I, I mentioned like being seen. I, I feel like that's very important. And that's something that I, I feel like I, I do it for some for weird reason. I do it very effectively with like friends and family and things like that like i'm super like present with them and you know and i'm so like considerate with like when they need me and and when they need my time and things like that but in our marriage um i don't know if it's because we live together or there's some sort of like expectation or i don't know but it just seems like i have trouble with it sometimes and um there are moments where uh you know uh, you, you know, have expressed to me that you don't feel seen, that you don't feel like I'm pursuing you, that you don't feel like I'm using my time in a way that, you know, you, you could be feeling those things. And that's something else that I'm growing in. So you better grow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about growing cause there's so many plants in this room now. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my when, God. I, when I come into the house, like I come in with a machete just hacking so I could get, <laughs> I could get to the bathroom and wash my hands. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah, I hope that, uh, that's yeah, great that reflection, babe. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. 
<laughs> so yeah um for me i think uh you know this talks about like wives respecting your husbands right and um loving your wife Sh- shout outs to the tony evans like series on on this um like him just talking about like kingdom marriage we've been watching it recently has been like really helpful for us um we even like shared for the first time probably <laughs> in our whole marriage um the th- i shared what how i feel loved and he shared how he feels respected and i and like we realized that we had never really specifically directly communicated those things and that just happened a few weeks ago and we're about to be six years married so I'm excited for how that will change our marriage, you know, going forward. Um, just because, yeah, we spent years without actually knowing that information directly. Right. Um, and so even that moment, like when you wrote the things that I felt like how I feel loved and you wrote them down, like that in itself was a moment where I felt pursued because it felt like you would be something that you would follow up with and try to do. So pursuing, you know, can look so many different ways, like you said earlier. But yeah, so for me, I think... Um, the things uh, that I do well is I, I feel like for the most part, I do respect you. I have like boundaries in my life when it comes to relationships, not just relationships um, with like men or opposite sex, uh, but just relationships in general, uh, like the amount of time I give to other people, like even like things that we have planned and things that we do, like I just try to create boundaries and set um, boundaries around that so I think that's a way that I respect you and respect our marriage and honor our marriage um, even sharing with you and talking with you of like plans I have like as a lot of people know I have a, a, a business and so like including you in that process so respecting your opinion about the things that I will do and the things that I have planned people probably think I like plan all these retreats and maybe didn't ask you like <laughs> you were part of like the process sometimes it would be casual conversations sometimes it would be like a sit down of like actually looking at calendars um but yeah i feel like respecting you and the fact that involving you like in my life right because people can also like be married and just like roommates and not actually be involved in each other's lives right um i also feel like i like like submit to you um in the sense of like discerning when you when i feel like you are being led by god and just like following that um how do you know that because when it it does because it's my prayer and discernment from god because the reality is that i can't just i'm not i'm not i'm trusting god i'm not trusting you (laughs) because you're a human being with flesh (laughs) no that's just the reality you're a human being with flesh and you're gonna sometimes make decisions based on your own feelings and thoughts that's not your submission to god but i can trust god is guiding you in certain things so i pray to know what those things are and to know when they're not right Uh, and when the enemy is that maybe perhaps guiding you your thoughts or your actions which we'll talk about also in a little bit of how the enemy shows up in marriages um but yeah that and just also i mean it hasn't hasn't always ended up in good conversations or maybe sometimes even in fights but like encouraging you and speaking life into you you're i always tell you you're the smartest person i know you're one of the most talented people i know um, and you know, I, I, I know that like, there's just so much God has created you for so much. Thank you. And so I constantly try to like speak life into you. And the thing is, if people know me, like I do that in general for people, but I do it particularly for you. And I've done it all throughout you, our time knowing each other. And I feel like that's another way I am a good wife because there's also a lot of wives that can like bring down their husbands and um discourage them and stuff like that so yeah i pray that that those are the things like i'm doing well 
Um, you are, yeah. And and I pray for you a lot. <laughs> like I pray for you a lot. Like I told you the other day. I think, I think a few weeks ago I told you like while we're sleeping sometimes because you know I wake up in the middle of the night or I wake up before you or I don't or you fall asleep. You're like I'm not sleeping and then you fall asleep in thirty seconds and then I I fall asleep like thirty minutes later. Sometimes I just I, often I pray for you um, while we're sleeping or like while I'm awake and you're sleeping. Um, and just throughout the day, I'm praying for you very often and frequently. Thank you. Uh, and I think probably that's the, one of the most important things a wife can do to actually respect her husband and submit to her husband and love her husband. People in general, that's the best thing you could do for right, someone. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. And then for me, when it comes to uh, falling short, I mean, again, like a whole bunch of things. Um, I would definitely say the even the submission part, like we were talking about at the beginning, I don't have a problem with submitting, you know, like, I, and I've shared that with you. Like, that's not something that actually um, bothers me. But there have been times where I feel concerned to submit or don't submit um, because of my my lack of knowing if you're submitting to God. So there, there's been like, there, even like you said, you know, up to recently, like there was for a while, you just let me kind of like make decisions and things like that. Um, and and I, I mean, I don't, like it was fine that I guess I was doing it in some ways, but I think that was in some ways dishonoring our marriage. The fact that you were letting me and the fact that I was letting you let me <laughs> kind of thing. I don't know if that makes sense. So you're saying the shortcoming is you allowing yourself to to let me make you decisions? Is yeah. Yeah. Okay. And because then it just didn't lead us in the best way sometimes. Um, and I would say one of my shortcomings, which I'm grateful is one of your um, like good like the things that work for you patience is patience but um all right you said that real quick that's why i got the plants okay yeah but um (laughs) in the beginning you said that you have always you always have hope for our marriage and our relationship all this stuff and for me some uh, a lot of times that's my shortcoming is that like i automatically will like assume something's over or like that is like the worst thing ever uh and and i share with you this year that i've come to like even the realization that this is a part of like a healing process and a generational curse that um, I need to rebuke and I need to fight against because every woman in my family um, is either widowed or divorced. Like I don't, there's not one married woman in my family. And clearly that says something, right? Um, the enemy is after the women in my family when it comes to relationships and healthy ones. So, so yeah, I think sometimes I, I, I'm, I get like pulled into that curse um, and then I just like get discouraged and, and hopeless. Um, and, and I'm grateful because you like stay hopeful, but I definitely, um, I think that like dishonors our marriage and even like dishonors my faith walk because then it makes, it doesn't make me like strong in my foundation of who I believe God is. It just makes me quick to like forget, which God obviously forgives and is graceful for, get graceful through and for. But yeah, so I think. Um, obviously this, these scriptures say a lot more and we can have a longer conversation about it. Um, but I think for the most part, I think what's important is that we just shared what we think we are doing well in and the things that we can improve in. And these are just some things, right? Like there's obviously a lot more. There's even sins that we're both battling, um, individually. And then also in regards to our marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's important to like, you know, acknowledge that those are still being like processed through when repentance is happening in a lot of different ways and forgiveness is happening. And so maybe in a future episode, we'll talk more about those other ones. Um, I'm always a firm believer, believer that something should, should be shared once it's a testimony. 
if it's still in the process of healing, that needs to be um, held sacred until God is like done with it. Um, so yeah, before but before we end, I want us to talk about um, yeah how the enemy <laughs> shows up because you know we're talking. This is Ephesians five, but then Ephesians six. It's not a coincidence, right? Nothing is. Ephesians 6, right after this, yeah. is talking about the scripture we all know, the former of God, talking about all these truths, about the principalities, things that we cannot see with our human eyes that is happening all around us at all times. Yeah. Um, it's, not the just, it's not just the enemy. It's the enemy and his army. Right, <laughs> his right, army right. of principalities, of unclean spirits, of demons, just lot. hovering around, bored, and trying to come at us. Um, especially married people, because it's such a, uh, it's a, a such a example of the body of Christ and the church relationship with church and Christ. So the example, right? Or, so, yeah, I don't know what you want to say about that. Um, first I'm gonna tickle you. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it's it. It's because you're so close to me. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, when I think of the way we get attacked, I think um, if you have um, and you're practicing the 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 fruits of the spirit um which you have and and come naturally to you when you're in tune with the holy spirit um then is i feel like those attacks like they could come often or they could come in different ways but they're not really going to affect you when you're when you're walking in the fruits of the spirit and also if you have um we was, we was watching a sermon about having a hedge recently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like we all need a better hedge, you know, yeah. of, of protection in our lives. And we all need to be better hedges for other people. But there are people in our lives, thank God, you know, I have like people praying for me. You know, you, my mom, I have like uh, brothers that are praying for me and things like that. You know, just speaking from my perspective. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because of that, you know, like there are, there is an offensive and a, and a defensive against, you know, the enemy as attacks, But... I think of his attacks and I think of like, I, I look at each like fruit of the spirit and um, I think of, uh, well, I'm just going to do them in order because I have By the way, first of the spirit are in yes. Galatians 5. Galatians 5, yes. 22 through 26. Mm-hmm. And uh, it starts with love naturally. And when I think of love, I think of uh, priority and pursuit. And I feel like the enemy attacks us there because when first of all when you're prioritizing someone or something over god or over your spouse like that's that like things start to crumble like right away right there Mm -hmm. so that that could look like um you know the enemy using something to to distract you from them or to like waste your time or to make you feel like you know you need to look somewhere else you know for something that you know your wife or your husband already has or that god has you know i'm saying so that love, like, he wants that love to, 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 to be pointed somewhere else. And I feel like, uh, yeah, that's like one, one of the, one of the primary things when you're missing that, or when you're looking somewhere else for that, like, I feel like everything else falls apart. Then there's also, um, peace. And I feel like in marriages, the enemy is always trying to create, uh, chaos. T- yeah, chaos out of like the smallest things and, and just blow them up and magnify them. We were listening, we was just, we was listening to sermons. We was listening to a sermon that, that said that the enemy's tool is like a magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. Like he don't actually got any real weapons like that, you know, but, but he takes things that 
already occur between us and he magnifies them, you know, and they turn into things that they don't need to turn into. So his weapons creates... are the very things within us that we like struggle with. Right. And he just right, uses right, right. them by using a magnifying glass. Right. So he just, so he, corny. yeah, He's so annoying. bored, but, um, yeah. And then I also wanted to mention, um, self-control as one of the fruits of the spirit. And I feel like, um, he uses a lack of self-control and a lack of discipline that we have, whether it comes to like our feelings or, or sexually, or, or how much time we spend on things that don't really matter when it comes to our marriage and when it comes to the things of God. And he uses those things and like tries to spin them out of control in our lives. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that, and that creates, um, um, you know, more problems and it, and it creates less self-control in even other areas. So I think that's, those are ways that, you know, he tries to attack us in our marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, um, the, the reality is that I know we've talked about in the past of like even struggling. So we didn't do premarital counseling. Um, yeah. And then we got married and, you know, I was f- fresh, new to like following Jesus again. Um, and, you know, we had been part of different churches. Yeah. Um, and it's just even the struggle of like uh, the lack of like marriage ministries, you know, in churches and things like that. And like support for married couples because it really is um, so challenging to do by ourselves. <laughs> right. And and the thing is, by ourselves in the sense of other Christian couples. Because the thing is, we have friends, right? Um, we have friends who are Christian. We even have some people that are married um, that aren't Christian. But we have very few friends who are married and Christian. Very right. few. Or married and Christian and like also our age. Because the thing is, there's a lot of people who um, who just got married, maybe. So they're like, when we were, they, they were our age when we got married. So they're like 23, 24. Now we're 30 and 34. Yes. Um, but I know I'd be looking for, like, I'm like, I want me to, I want me a 45, 50 year old, like, you know. 70. Yeah. Like someone who can like really um, support. And I think our modern like churches nowadays, like don't really have people of those ages. So then we lack support for like, being married in those senses, right? Because, yeah, my friends can support me. Your friends can support you and encourage you and all this right. stuff. But there's, like, there's wisdom in in, 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 light, in, in ages and, right. and all this stuff. And even there, how those people have battled against the enemy, right, for 30, 40-year marriages. Right. Um, so just, yeah, tools like that, like things, like even praying for those things, right? And the reality is that those are things that we're praying for and, and hoping for and asking for. Yeah. Um, I know I reached out recently to a couple who's been married, I think like 35 years. Yeah. And I was like, y'all, yes. Hold I was up. like, y'all need to start a marriage ministry. <laughs> we, 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 we're talking about navigating the sea of marriage. Like I, me personally, I'd rather be on a, on a ship or, or, you know, on a vessel that, you know, is being navigated by some, not somebody with just a phone and a GPS and a, and a little captain hat on or something, you know what I'm saying? An eye patch. But someone who, you know, is like, you get on board and they're like, yo, I've been on the seas before. Mm-hmm. I've seen this kind mm-hmm. of storm. You know, exactly. I've, I've docked in this kind of place. You yes. know, I knew to avoid this kind of, you know, latitude and longitude exactly. or whatever. So, so that's, you know, that's the things that we desire, you yeah. know, for ourselves. And hopefully we can do that for people in the future. I know, like, when I talk to people and that are about to get married or married, like, I speak honestly. Um, but I also tell them, like, I'm speaking from a from a still newlywed in some ways, right? Yeah. So, like, <laughs> take my counsel or what I'm saying to a certain extent. Um, and it's not to say that I don't have wise counsel, but it's, it's years. Years matter in in this battle of, like, marriage, of life, of, of this battle against the enemy, right? Like, years matter. We even, like, 
There's a reason Jesus started his ministry at 30. Like he could have, it could have been at 20. It could have been at 50. It could have been when he was coming out of the temple at 12 years old. Right. But it was at 30. Like he had lived certain things, right? That we will never really know about because it's not in the Bible. Right. Um, but yeah, I think uh, it's just prayer is definitely number one. Like we've developed that throughout the years. We used to like not pray at all together. Then we would only like pray like brief prayers right before eating. Yeah. Um, and sometimes now, sometimes not even. <laughs> right. And now sometimes not even. And so, We've developed that throughout the years. I think for a long time, it was also just like intimidation, like other Christian couples, like either on Instagram or on stage, Christian stages or platforms would be like, you know, we have devotional every morning for an hour, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, is that real? Like, is that everyone's real life? Do y'all have the exact same schedule? Like y'all on the same page like that? Like, I just feel like there was so much unrealistic things and it's, it was so hard for me because I compared. And so I'm grateful like for the freedom to just know like our relationship is our relationship and God is guiding it the way he is. Um, and, you know, even this past summer, we had a really hard summer in our marriage, probably like the hardest season of our marriage. Yeah. Um, and God brought us out of it. He redeemed the, the situation. Um, and and we're still healing and processing. Uh, but we get to, like, give God glory and praise and, and laugh at the enemy once again. <laughs> Once again, he tried and once again, he lost. Um, And once again, we were able to get back on the boat and like go into calmer waters. Um, I think think like mm -hmm. um, there's like you were talking about uh, comparisons and like all these ways that that uh, married couples present themselves, you know, through Instagram and social media and all this type of stuff. And it's like, if your life is really like that, then when do you need God? You feel me? Mm, like when right. does, when does, when, when does something happen where you like just call out to God from a place of desperation? You right. feel me? Like that's not, that's not real. If, if we, if we really had these lives where we're doing exactly what we need to do, where we're together all the time, where we don't fight, where we don't argue, where we don't have difficult conversations. And it's like, there's no space for God to like really work and for God to do something that, that surprises us, that astounds right. us and things like that. And, and that's why I, I, that's why I feel like love is really a mystery because God is a mystery himself mm-hmm. and God is love. And, and to say that we understand how to love each other perfectly and how to move in love, like perfectly, like that's a, that's a lie. Yeah. Like there, we're always learning and there's always more to learn and we going to die still not knowing everything. Right. Well, God going to take us still not knowing everything. But right. I think like, as long as that's the direction that we're moving and, and no matter how mysterious it is or how much we don't know, as long as we stay on that path, then, you know, we're, we're, we'll be all right. Even, even through the things that we go through. So. Amen, boo. That's a word. That's a great way to end it. I'm gonna make it rhyme. (laughs) Put it on a beat. Hey. Um. So yeah, like we shared earlier, (laughs) we are still in the process of like parts healing and 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 working on some things in our marriage that we would love to like testify in the future about. Um. And we shall. So you're gonna see Bay show up again on this on this podcast. Bay. (laughs) <laughs> I literally never call you that like in real life I only like right. do it like on social media which is hilarious but anyways um, hey you know what <laughs> you know you might yeah um, my honey but um, right. they, they don't get that you get that okay so yeah so yeah thank you all for listening I hope if you're single married widow divorced wherever you are at um, that you're encouraged and that you're moved and inspired um, to just 
yeah, be present and live in the truth of what you're currently um, experiencing right. and what you think of relationships and what you think of God and what you think of those scriptures in Ephesians 5 and 6 and what the Lord says about them. And just growing, um, growing patient and growing in faith that uh, everything, <laughs> literally I'm reading Acts right now and um, the very beginning, Peter is saying all of that stuff with Judas, all that stuff had to happen. It had its purpose so God can turn something into good, right? Oh, so really, really realizing that everything has its purpose, even in the middle of it, even if it sucks, if, if it doesn't feel great, um, it has its purpose um, and we'll see it later. Maybe not while we're even alive. Maybe we'll see it in eternity and we're like, oh. So yeah, having patience in that faith and the growth. Um, and yeah, and then also, I mean, this is a whole nother conversation, but marriage is not your identity. If you're single, like live your best life right. as single, get so close to Jesus. So you have this strong foundation. Um, I, you know, I wish I look back on my singleness and I, I would have wished that I would have spent more time on that while I was single. So, right. and we're going to have a single episode about singleness soon. So stay tuned. Um, and my husband mentioned, but I won't be on it cause I don't know anything about <laughs> that <up>. no more. <laughs> We mentioned, he mentioned the fruits of the spirit. Next week's episode of meditation is about, is on the fruits of the spirit. Um, so yeah. Segway. Segway. <laughs> I, we out. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Ladies, I pray that conversation blessed you and that you're able to apply some things you heard or learned to your continued growth on your faith journey. Share any thoughts or testimonies you have by leaving us a review and make sure you subscribe. Meet us here next week for another episode of Yas and Amen. And if you don't already, follow us on Instagram at The Full Garden to learn more about our growing community.